0: Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Henneken, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even
1: imagine. This is John Hennigan. And this is Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and we have our host, Frank Selby, on the line with us for a couple of minutes. And I don't know what we're going to talk about until we get into the main subjects, but uh, a couple of things, Frank. Uh, first of all, I think we've reached a point where it's about time to cut off um, our trip to Alaska. We've still got a little bit of space.
2: Three, Three left that I know of.
1: And and if we, uh, you know, if you want to go, <laughs> what can I say? I mean, for the price, it's uh, one third off of an already good price. And we've negotiated a deal with the resort that, uh, you know, wants to help sponsor us. So they're giving us an unbelievable deal. So you can go. What does it usually cost for um, uh, Alaska? Average price, maybe per day, Frank, what would you guess?
2: Five fifty.
1: Five fifty. Yeah. What, what, that, what planet do you live on?
2: Hey, that's uh, the going rate for after your airfare. Uh, you in a lot of places it goes up to a thousand dollars. Well, I would say
1: on, on an average, by the time you're all in, you're looking at about a thousand dollars a day.
2: Twenty, uh, a little over that. Twelve hundred.
1: Yeah. Well, this is five nights, four days for 2100 bucks, And this is a high-end, all-inclusive resort. It's not just a room. It's everything, fishing, everything. And uh, even with a uh, uh, fully guided uh, charter for one day. But uh, anyway, if anybody's interested, now is the time. We're uh, have to cut it off because we've got to get the room assignments and boat assignments and make sure we got we know what's going on so if anybody wants in we could still probably get you in but can't It'll wait any, tight. can't wait any longer that's all Just, yeah. if you're gonna do it do it and if you don't do it what can i say <laughs> this doesn't You'll come. until l- next year this doesn't well it may not be the same price next year oh I know. anyway um gosh that that was quick Um, Anyway, Frank, we're going to get into the main part of it. We're going to start off. We've got some great, great guests today. So you're listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com and get in touch with us.
5: With a long pedigree, the Snowbee brand today offers the very best equipment modern technology can provide. Started in Europe, Snowbee is now providing quality fly fishing gear in the USA. Waders, clothing, rods, reels, fly lines, bags, and innovative new accessories. Enjoy your sport and leisure time more than ever. The affordable value of Snowbee makes it available to everyone. Go to snowbee-usa.com.
6: Have you noticed the changes in Google lately? Did anybody line you out? You can't fake it anymore. They know who said it first, who said it best, who said it the most, who is the most popular. And that just happens to be me since the late 80s, which means that I can put up a page, a post or a website, optimize it properly. Spread it around to 22 million people and put you on top of your results pages for your chosen searches basically overnight. Whitemountainbusiness.com Don't want to wait that long? Already have a website that you thought was optimized and doesn't rank anywhere? I can fix that too. Maybe you don't want to wait. Maybe you just want to call me. 928-228-9228 that's 928-228-9228. I've done it for literally thousands, and I could do it for you. Welcome back to Fish
0: Talk Hunt Radio with John Henneken
1: This is John Hennigan, and we have our host, Frank Selby. And we have a very special guest that Frank is going to introduce uh, some interesting things. It's, um, you know, Southern California, but I think this is things that are of interest to people all over the world. So, Frank, if you don't mind, uh, I'll let you kind of take this one. I'd like you to introduce uh, Brent to our public and uh, talk to us about what's happening.
2: Well, Brent does a lot of different things, but this, what I'm really pushing this week is Olive Crest Children's Home. And Brent does a hell of a job last year. Our club alone raised $60,000, and we want to beat that price this year. Well,
1: why don't you raise that for me? <laughs> I'm, non-pro- I'm non-profit. But you're not <laughs> but a child or a vet. What do you mean I'm not a child? <laughs> right, just, Brett? Just,
7: yeah, no, I agree
1: with no, you. No, no, no. Yeah. Frank, you got I'll it all wrong. What,
7: it, his Freedom Boat Club did a, one heck of a job last year, and uh, um, this, I, I'm so proud of all the captains. We have a group of almost fifty captains that come out every year. Are these celebrity...
1: I'm sorry, are these celebrities? Are these celebrity captains, or who who do you pick from?
7: Most of these guys are all bass fishing tournament captains.
1: Mm
8: -hmm.
7: Guys that fish most of the uh, they used to fish SWBA and now it's SBS. and uh, most of them fish the local Mm -hmm. saltwater bass tournaments. So they all know what they're doing, and. We combine them with the retail grocery industry, like huh. the people from Albertsons and Ralph Smart and Final, Food for Less, those type people. And uh, they buy a boat for a day, like you would in a golf tournament. Yeah. And they go fishing with one of the pros. Wow. Oh. In, in the first eight years, we've raised over $2 million. Oh,
1: that's awesome!
7: Hey Brett, get, uh,
1: is there anybody that's going to be a captain this year that our public might know about?
7: Well, probably. You know, you probably heard. You know, Benny Florentino and and all the guys. Well,
1: have, I'm talking about somebody that.
7: Uh, um, well, Tito Ortiz is going to be there. Um, yeah, we have Sergio. Of, Sergio, be there. Uh, what I'll about there, what, a about, what
1: about a famous radio personality?
2: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, i am even with you.
9: <laughs>
2: oh, but one thing we really want to get out there is that I think all the public should know about Olive Crest. Not one of our children have ever went back on any kind of subsidy. Am I telling the truth or am I lying? Well, you're pretty darn close. We
8: have
7: a rate of over 98%, almost 99% have never, ever gone back on any kind of state subsidy at all out of the Olive Crest system. And you know what blows, What really gets to me is that you don't realize that every 10 seconds there's a there's a case of child abuse. And five children every day, every day die of child abuse. We spend our whole life listening to whatever Donald Trump did that day and whatever Congress did that day. And we use up all of that airtime. But five kids a day die from child abuse. And in all of Crest, we, we're averaging 3,000 kids a day that we're giving a wow. love, home, sending uh, to school, and all of Crest follows them all the way through college. So this 98% of your money goes directly to these kids and it's just a blessing when you see these young,
1: young That's people. That's great. And you mind if I interject something?
7: No, um, sir.
1: We, there's a lot of nonprofits. In some of the names that we know very, very well, uh, when you donate money, um, most of it goes to salaries and uh, promotion, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, typically it's maybe less than 50%. Actually, in some of it's like, you know, very small percent actually goes to what you thought you donated your money to. So when you get an organization like yours and you're and you're giving something and it's going directly to what you wanted to give it to. Um, I think that's incredible.
7: All of Chris was started by a, a lady by the name of Louis vallour about 25 years ago. And it's still a family operation. And really, less than 2.5% of all monies collected go towards corporate overhead, I would call it, or uh, yeah. organizational overhead. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just amazing to me. They It costs them like $7.38 a day to feed and clothe the child, believe it or not. Wow. So, I mean, in... in we're we're doing over 60,000 kids a year.
1: Good heavens, and where is this located?
7: Right here, right here in Southern California. I mean, oh. they're all from our, you know, Orange County, LA County, San Bernardino County. These are kids that are on our streets, uh, kids from homeless, kids that are taken away by the court. You know, kids that have very abusive and maybe drug parents in uh, you know, we they Monitor and, and watch these kids, and and try and get the families back to health. And it's amazing what All of does.
1: Well, I'm, Frank's supposed to be doing the interview, but I'm just so curious. So <laughs> you actually have a facility where these are? How, how does that work? They're actually housed and fed. Uh, yeah,
7: each kid, each kid is different, and All of does something pretty unique. I think, like sometimes kids are taken out of a home and there may be three or four siblings and Crest will keep these siblings together and they'll feed, clothe, house, uh, take, take these kids all the way through, uh, college. If they, if they want, they're not kicked out at 18. Uh, they teach them how to buy a car, rent an apartment, cook, uh, when they're younger, they unload the dishwasher. They, have their own room they also like say if some kids were taken away from a family that because of drug abuse they'll get the parents into drug abuse courses yeah then they move these parents into these little small homes that are right next to the children's homes and they monitor the kids with the parents during the day until the parents are able to take off and a full-time job and, and rent an apartment and get a car and, and, and bring the whole family back to health. That's their number one goal, is to bring the whole family back to health as that, they can.
1: That is fabulous. I never even heard of it before, so thank you, Frank.
2: Oh, well, you know me. I came out of one of them, so I am very particular about children. Wow. And Frank helped us so much last year. I mean, if it
7: wasn't for these guys taking the day off, and and people like Monster Energy and and Smart and Final and Budweiser and um, uh, I'm just I'm sitting in my office and Hershey just sent over a hundred pounds of chocolate candy and and just uh, these guys have donated up to ten thousand dollars. Anderson Farms was. Ten thousand dollars for to fish with a boat. Wow Monster
2: Energy was like eleven thousand dollars to fish with
1: a well, boat. It, it it, 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 our
2: it, it, local... One yep. quick question there is a place that anybody out there that's listening you can send us ten dollars, twenty dollars, thirty dollars whatever you can afford And Absolutely we really can... appreciate
7: it. If they just go to olivecrest.com, uh, they can donate right there on the all. I'm sorry, olivecrest. dot org. I apologize, olivecrest. org. Okay. Um, they can donate right away, and they can even sponsor a child.
1: Okay. Well, guys, we're going to have to cut it real short. Um, so that's olivecrest. dot org, and what a fabulous thing you guys are doing. And Frank, I tried to drag it out earlier, but apparently you're going to captain one of the boats.
2: Yeah, how, but how I much, don't care. I'd sit in the back seat, the biggest penny, much, any day of the week, and i pay word.
1: Is there a spot left? And how much would it cost to be a sponsor on your boat?
2: Five thousand.
1: It's worth every penny. And where does that money go?
2: It goes to right the to
10: the, to the kids. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right, all right, guys. We appreciate that, Brent. But thank you again. That's Olive Crest. One word. Olive uh, and what a fabulous job you guys are doing. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to the website, listen as many times as you want, and we'll be back with you shortly. Thank you, guys.
2: Yeah, up. Time to head back to the bar. You too,
10: Murphy.
3: Fish on! Yeah, it's a big one.
5: Snowbee brand today offers the very best equipment modern technology can provide. Started in Europe, Snowbee is now providing quality fly fishing gear in the USA. Waders, clothing, rods, reels, fly lines, bags, and innovative new accessories. Enjoy your sport and leisure time more than ever. The affordable value of Snowbee makes it available to everyone. Go to snowbee-usa.com
3: A full surface fly shop. His and and
1: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have our host Frank Selby, uh, one of the world famous fly fishing anglers, and hosting the uh, one of the captains of the Olive Crest Org. Uh, events coming up, and God, what a, Frank, I just have to take a second. What a fantastic job that they're doing. You, yeah. you know, virtually 100% of whatever you d- give goes directly to the kids, and uh, they're just doing a great job. But anyway, let's get with uh, John and Betsy. Um, well, Honeywell. Betsy's, Betsy's last name is Honeywell. Yeah. Uh, but, and John and Betsy are um, man and wife and, I guess, uh, co-owners of the uh, um, Honeywell Ranch in Bridgeport, California. And if you haven't been to the Eastern Sierras, Bridgeport is about, uh, what is it, about an hour and a half north of uh, Bishop?
8: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful area. I love the Eastern Sierras. But let's talk about the ranch. Um Frank apparently introduced me to you, but I talked to you on the phone yesterday, and I was fascinated. I couldn't believe this information. So, John, if you want to give us some stats real quick about the ranch and a little bit about the history.
8: Um, well, okay. The, uh, the ranch uh, has been in Betsy's family since 1861. Her great-great-grandfather settled the ranch here, um, and the family has continuously been running it since then. Um, the ranch itself here in the valley is about 4,500 acres. But we also have um, permits or outside permits that the cows run on um, throughout Nevada and California. So um, the pond itself that we fish on is about, as a crow flies, maybe half a mile from the ranch mm-hmm. headquarters. Um, but if we drive out there, it's about a three-mile drive to, to circle around.
1: Mm-hmm. But well, you know, that's, man, you guys are probably uh, just what you have under your, you know, ownership or control. <laughs> you're, you're bigger than a lot of states.
8: Yes, the, the permits and everything combined is uh, close to a million acres, not
1: quite. Wow. Yep. Wow. And what do you do there?
8: Um, we predominantly raise cows. Um, and in the uh, summer season, since uh, 1930, the family's been also running and operating a guest ranch.
1: Mm-hmm. And if uh, let's just say that Frank and I wanted to come up there uh, for, you know, four or five days or a week, what would we do?
11: So your, your main thing when you come to the Honeywell Ranch, the horseback riding is our, our main attraction. We have over 150 horses, so we make sure that everybody gets something that they can get along with and have a good time. We have... The riding is for all levels. People that have never ridden before come, as well as people that have their own horses and ride a lot, because it's just beautiful country to ride in.
1: Oh, it is beautiful. So,
11: and, um, but, of course, if you're, if you're not into horses, that's okay, too, because, of course, this area has a lot of fishing and hiking and just beautiful uh, country. And the ghost town of Bodie and ride. Oh, nearby. Yeah. So.
1: And you've actually even got your own little trout pond.
11: That's right, yeah. that's right. And that's so Frank, and if,
1: Frank will like that. It's fly fishing, catch and release only. So he'd, he'd, yeah, he'd be right into that. that. Yeah.
11: But
10: I
2: wanted to really get one thing out of you really quick. How does everybody get in touch if they want to come up and do a week?
11: If you, we have a website, and the, the main thing to remember is that Honeywell is not spelled the way it sounds. There's no Y in it. Yeah, yeah. It's the, so just as long as, People know it's H U N E W I L L, like Hune Will. You can find it online easily, uh, and then there's phone number, uh, email, and all that. And I can give you that, or, or
1: just yeah, give it to well, give it to us real quick. Okay. But, uh, so go the, ahead.
11: the website is W is Ranch dot com, and the phone number is seven six zero nine three two. Seven seven one zero.
1: Seven six zero nine three two seventy seven ten. That's right. And again we always say uh you don't have to write all this stuff down because you can go to the website and listen to the show as many times as you want and pick up the information. But what a fabulous operation. Tell us a little bit about the accommodations and, and uh you know what it's like to be there.
11: So when you come we have Cottages. So, the, and each bed, room has a queen and a twin bed with a private bathroom and a porch. Um, and then we have a nice dining room where we serve three meals a day, and it's uh, kind of family-style meals. So you don't have to cook or clean. You just get to come and have fun. Somebody takes care All of that.
2: Are there a few cookies on the table after dinner?
11: <laughs> there is a the cookie jar.
1: Yeah. All right. Betsy, you're going to be fixing dinner for us?
11: Um, Probably not me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that to the pros. <laughs> yeah. yeah and the, re- go ahead. It's, the the rate is includes the meals, the lodging, the horseback riding. And evening activities, we do things like uh, campfire, hayride, talent night, um, roping practice, cold right. gentling, just lots of fun things like that in the evening.
1: Well, Frank, you and I are just probably going to have to pass on the talent night.
9: <laughs>
11: <laughs> you can just come enjoy,
2: too. Okay. I, I'll just come and listen, or I'll be out on the river. I'll walk them three miles to go fishing. go. <laughs> yeah. Well, by the time I get well, I'll be I'll be doing three miles a day.
1: Yeah. No, you're doing great. Uh, yeah. But, you know, this this whole operation and the length and um, give us a range on pricing. Is it do you do by the – and, oh, that first question in the package, can you go horseback riding every day if you want?
11: Yes. Yeah, it's included every day. It's twice a day. And as far as hours per day, it's probably four to six hours Perfect. Of, of riding per day.
1: Perfect. Just stop for lunch and a beer and just keep on going. (laughs) There
8: you
1: go. (laughs) But, uh, uh, no, what a fabulous operation. But, you know, people want to know, well, this sounds great, but, you know, these type of operations generally are not cheap, especially with everything you've got included. Give us your range.
11: Well, Uh, so uh, uh, if you do a three-night stay, say, like Memorial Weekend, mm -hmm. um, and you did, if it were a single single occupancy for an adult is twelve hundred right around there. And then if you do the seven let's see here. Up to seven.
1: Well, yeah, up let's, to
11: the the seven night, you know, a full week.
1: Yeah, for for double occupancy.
11: Uh and it's up it's they per person. Um sorry, I'm looking here at my That's
1: not your job great
11: deal. Yeah, yeah. not usually. <laughs> let's see. She's got it right. Yeah. Uh like the Fourth uh, of July week,
1: uh-huh. it's
11: twenty six eighty three per adult
1: uh-huh, for a week
11: <laughs> for the full week, and that yeah. of course includes all that.
1: Yeah, and it's easy to get to. That's right. I mean, uh, I mean, you can. There's not a lot of airports close by, but you know Bishop is kind of the hub of the eastern Sierras and it's easy to reach from anybody on the west coast and yeah you could you know you can get flights in and and, and make it happen but uh, the eastern Sierras I love the eastern sierras
11: and there's yeah. a there's a small private airport in Bridgeport if you oh. have your own plane, oh. and then of course a lot of people fly into reno uh,
1: oh uh, yeah
11: reno international yeah and, uh, that's only. It's about
1: two hours. Oh, well, that's easy. Just fly in there, rent a car, and there you go. do that, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I was just thinking you guys are not that far. So do you you have to go up uh, through uh, Tahoe, or do you come down around the bottom, or how do you do that?
8: Yeah, come around the bottom. It's 395 um, direct from Reno. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's, as Betsy says, an hour-and-a-half to two-hour drive, depending on traffic. Uh, I'll
1: tell you what. That's one beautiful drive.
8: It is. It is.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Well, well, a lot of them go, Oh God, he's going to kill me! He drives from Vegas up to your place.
1: Yeah. Well,
11: that's yeah. that's a pretty easy drive, actually. Yeah. Too. Uh, that, that
2: one is. And I apologize. My name, his name went blank, and I've known him for forty years.
1: Well, that's probably why. I can't <Yeah>. Anyway, no, that sounds like such a – I cannot imagine that there's any – what do you call it, a guest ranch, dude ranch? or. But it's actually a real working ranch. So when you get up there, you know, you guys cutting cattle and branding and all that stuff?
8: Yes. um, Do we get to do that? We we rotate the cattle a lot through the pastures, um, and there's always cow moves going on. Um, And then we have specialty weeks. Where folks come and just help us do cattle work, um, specifically.
1: Mm-hmm. So actually, you get the this I is this is the real deal. You get up there and you have to you have to go out and cut the horses and brand them and and actually work them. And uh, I mean, so that's you know this it sounds it sounds almost too good. It's like if you want to step back a hundred years, um, and you know go to where life used to be like you know both all the modern conveniences.
11: It's pretty it is pretty neat. A lot of times the people that have been coming here for many years they're just so relieved they come it goes then they say it hasn't changed a bit, which is mm-hmm. of course not completely true. Obviously we're always updating the rooms and and the meals and all that good stuff, but um, the basic feel of it
8: just stayed the same overall generationally it's still
1: the same. Yeah. Right. And how long but, how long have you yeah, guys been operating it? I'm sorry.
2: So, uh, I wanted to ask one quick question. Now we just put tags in the cow's ears. We don't brand them anymore, do we? <laughs>
8: oh no. It's, it's still required by law to brand them. Oh, wow. Oh.
11: Yeah, It's and we usually do that process before the guests get here, it's earlier in the oh, spring. okay.
1: So that's um, when you, you, you rope them and tie them and somebody runs over with a hot branding iron.
11: Yeah. Basically,
8: yeah. Basically, but it's pretty quick, and they they recover quick. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah,
1: yeah. don't hurt that bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's absolutely incredible. I've never heard this operation. It's It's been in a, a, a guest ranch since, night, shoot, I don't know, 70 years or 75 uh, years or something. Yeah.
11: yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Well, anyway, get in touch um, with H-U-N-E. Honeywell. It's not like the bee thing. It's H-O-N-E W-I-L-L ranch dot com. And just get in touch with John and Betsy and have a trip of a lifetime. Thank you guys very much.
6: i
0: Fish Talk
1: Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and of course our host Frank Selby, and our good friend who's been on here not once or twice, but I'm sure a lot more than that. Steve. Uh, Steve. A few times. Steve Lynch is a co-owner of Procure. Uh, he's quite an accomplished angler. He lives up in Portland, Oregon, and they've got an operation that is. We just got finished talking with uh, John and Betsy Honeywell, uh, Steve. They've got a Honeywell ranch uh, at Bridgeport. I'm sure you know where that is. I do. And, and uh, it's uh, the ranch was established by what great grand great great or great grandfather? Great great grandfather. Uh, of Betsy's in 1861. Wow. It's been in the family ever since. And and then and was it 1931 or something like that? They 1931. opened. 1931. They opened a guest ranch, and they well, they've, they've right got uh, what is it, 4,500 acres, but under their complete they heard- control, they've got almost a million acres. They've got 100 wow. 150 horses that are available to ride. Um, so, And it's just, just an incredible thing. but And I just mentioned that because it, it is so incredible. But what you do is quite incredible also. We don't have to talk numbers, but, man, you guys are, I don't know. You, you, you give me numbers about how many thousands of pounds of fish you process in a day to, to make this uh, pure um, uh, product. But it, it's astounding.
9: Yeah, so yeah, you know, and just depending on which market, you know, which products. But, yeah, there's a few thousand pounds a day being ground up. Uh-huh. You know, whether it's been Hayden for the East Coast or Herring or anchovies for the West Coast. there's, there's Let's bring them on, on the Mark,
1: Let's bring them on right now. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, do we have Scott? Scott is on. Hey, Scott. Um, yes. Anyway, um, Steve, as I would promised you, one of your biggest fans is Scott Caldwell and well was it last week i guess i was yes, in there last was, saturday no, i was in no I fished on tuesday i think but anyway um fished the uh uh up at uh well Shasta lake like lake Shasta but it was we were actually on lake Siskiyou and you took us oh. out and it was uh uh what can i say man i'm used to fishing in santa barbara and cabo san lucas but it was to me it was cold and I don't care how many clothes you had on but it was beautiful and we uh, got uh, I don't know if there's anything besides uh, German browns in, in Lake Kisiskia but you know you know, I saw I got took three of them home and uh, they were delicious but, Now what uh, size were they? Oh well, well let's put it this way I fed four people three fish and we could only eat half of it
9: Wow well that's pretty cool Yeah
1: yeah, they were nice. And uh, of course, uh, fish is always good when it's fresh. But uh, uh, anyway, Scott is a very accomplished guide up there. Fishing was a little tough, but uh, what can I say? You know, fishing is fishing, and hope you do some catching, but normally he catches fish. You may not get one every 10 or 15 minutes, but there's 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 fish in the lake, and he knows how to get
2: them. Yeah, how yes, many did you lose?
1: Um, we did did we?
10: <laughs> well, you weren't there to see that one. Uh, Uh-oh, uh, yeah. uh, oh, doggone it. Um, Pete lost uh, oh. a nice uh, German brown ride at the boat.
1: Well, so. I, I have to admit, I did go in early. I was. Chilled to the bone, and I go. Then this is fun, but enough is enough. I can't take this anymore. Well,
9: that's a rookie move, John. I mean, (laughs) Scott owns the heaters. Well, that's what I was
1: just—we're talking about that. You know, somebody else is—you know—was saying that. Well, you know, all these people have heaters. Why didn't they bring them on the boat? And I go, gee, that's a good question. Why didn't we?
9: Well, it's springtime, right? Most (laughs) of have heaters. Yeah, Scott
1: wasn't cold. Scott Scott wasn't cold. He had no problem.
9: John, you're
2: supposed to be a fisherman. you do not supposed to get cold. You get cold after so you can have that nice cognac hot, or yeah, a nice, nice shot t- of
1: whiskey. Yeah. Or
10: but, a hot coffee. Uh, Unfortunately, he was dressed for Santa Barbara weather, you know, <laughs> no socks and a
1: Yeah, that's true. Sweater, and
10: <laughs> I think he was ready to play tennis
1: and not this. <laughs> yes. I believe 100%. Well, I, I thought I had a bunch of clothes on, but apparently whatever it was wasn't enough. <laughs> but uh, you're right. I don't wear socks. But uh, and that was stupid. <laughs> but yeah. uh, um, anyway, it's kind of country. Steve, I wanted to tell you one of the things, and one of the reasons we have Scott on today, is not only is he a great guide, and maybe he'll give us some tips on fishing that part of the world, but we got on his boat, and the first thing I noticed is a plastic bucket that was pretty much filled with about a, maybe a dozen different. Uh, containers Containers of ProCure. And I go, Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and so, uh, obviously, uh, you guys must know each other because he's got to be one of your biggest fans.
9: We do. And every year at the Sacramento uh, ISE show, Scott comes. He's there attending as an exhibitor. And he comes up, and we uh, we take good care of Scott. He stocks up well.
1: Yeah, that's what he's saying. He says that he buys it from you down there because it's a lot cheaper than buying it sure, at retail. there's
9: no free mm-hmm. it's <laughs> yeah and that's the main thing I mean but, that free gets expensive.
1: well, let me ask Scott a question. Why do you use Procure and you know the people that are professionals they don't try something because it's new or it's got a fancy name. They use it as like a professional that uses tools. You know what tool you need, and you know how to use it. Um, so, using that analogy, why do you use procure?
10: Well, if you want to, if you want to compare it to a tool, it's a great tool. It uh, it it uh, has been proven to catch fish. I've used it for many years. I actually used it well before uh, I was a guide, and uh, you know it leaves great scent trail and you know one of the main reasons fish bite things is they smell Mm -hmm. and so if they can't see but they can smell they'll get attracted to whatever it is you're running in the water and uh you know uh procures great product for that and uh you know there's you know tons of products there on the on the uh in the line of procure there and you
8: know, they are wonderful and, you know,
10: well, get, Scott, your set, get your set off the lure. Oh, so yeah. I mean, if it does one thing, oh, it gets your set off there.
1: That's, that's true, yeah. But a quick question for you. Sure. Um, you've got multiple uh, types of Procure, but what are your, say, favorite three?
10: Favorite three? Well, I have to say you got to you know you got to go with the bloody garlic tuna. That's probably top hmm. well, three. No, there's, no,
1: there's no tuna in that lake.
10: Nope, but it works great. <laughs> they love it. And then uh I've taken a real liking to the carp spit. And carp uh,
1: spit. Oh god.
10: You He's know, that's how could you not have something in your oil. boat named Carp Spit? Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean it's it's great. If I didn't know, if I'd have thought of that name when I owned my pub, I'd have made a drink called Carp Spit. <laughs> oh
9: gosh!
10: <laughs> I mean that would have sold like hotcakes, yeah. and that's what caught my eye when I saw it. And you know, it smells good, and it actually it works really, 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 really well.
1: And then so, I think you mentioned um, like garlic also.
10: And the last one would be for me personally is the shrimp krill oil. Oh. Uh that was probably one of the first ones that I used. Um I dip worms in it often and I mean that that stuff leaves one hell of a scent trail. It doesn't what? smell as bad as the bloody garlic tuna and doesn't uh but uh it, um it leaves a great scent trail in the in the water and if you're using any kind of bait that stuff is phenomenal.
1: Wow. Now, how do you use that cuz I know you're using primarily just plugs. So how, well, what's the method you use?
10: That's what's good about the bloody garlic tuna is that um, even though it's liquid and you know I'm sure you smelled it the one time I used it it it, uh, it sticks <laughs> and that smell sticks and even if you you don't even have to refresh it very often it uh, you pull your plug out of the water it smells like it
1: well, so. they use water base and oil base, so you would probably use the oil base <laughs> and just kind of wipe it on the plug or what.
10: You just squirt it right out of the bottle right on it. Matter yeah. of fact, most of, most all of the, uh, Procure products come in a nice, uh, pretty, uh, user friendly bottle and you can, you can use it that way. Like the shrimp krill oil, uh, is more of an oil and what I do is I use a little tuna, I use an old tuna can, I pour, I squirt a little bit of that in there and then I, uh, I dip whatever bait I'm using in it or okay. a fly or anything else because, it, you know, it'll soak it up pretty good.
1: So do you ever use live bait? Pardon? Do you ever use uh, real bait, uh, bait fish?
10: Um, yeah, I used to. shaft the Lake used to sell a lot of minnows and stuff like that, but uh, not very often. I mean, when I was in the ocean uh, living down south where, you know, well, living where you were in Santa Barbara, you know, live bait for sure.
1: Yeah, but, I used to live uh, in Carpenter, yeah, yeah.
10: You know, worms are probably, you know, my, well, my you, livest bait. Would you would and you marinate they, those? They or do just? pretty well.
1: I'm sorry, would, would you marinate them and let them sit or just squirt it on?
10: No, you just just a dip. That I mean, that's how good the stuff is. You just got to put a, you know, a dab will do you. A little mm-hmm. goes a long way. And you can, okay. you can see it when you put it in the water.
1: Well, we're about so at it. We're, I'm sorry, we're so about I at it. I was at
9: Berkeley uh, Marina a week and a half ago, a halibut fishing. Uh uh, with Captain Steve Mitchell, and he was using live bait. I was injecting them with our oils. Yeah. And then even after 15 minutes, we reel them in. Those my baits were still alive and swimming. Oh. I mean, granted, they well, a, you it, know when you go but, fishing, but not very quickly. When
1: you go fishing for halibut in, in Alaska, all of the boats have uh, butt juice, which is short sure. for halibut. But uh, yeah, and, and not, they're
9: yeah. injecting dead baits or whatever. But we yeah. were injecting uh, live anchovies. Wow. I was injecting them through the gills. I oh. was just pumping them full. So they oh. were, it was seeping out as they were okay. swimming around. It was a pretty cool to look at that. All right. trail coming
1: well, out. Well, we're, we're about out of time. And I, I don't even have to tell you how to get in touch with ProCure because it's everywhere. But if you <laughs> if you want to, you can go to uh, ProCure.com, P-R-O-C-U-R-E.com. And we appreciate you guys. We learned a lot, and it's been a lot of fun. Thank you very much. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio.
6: Have you noticed the changes in Google lately? Did anybody line you out? You can't fake it anymore. They know who said it first, who said it best, who said it the most. Who is the most popular? And that just happens to be me since the late 80s, which means that I can put up a page, a post, or a website, optimize it properly, spread it around to 22 million people, and put you on top of your results pages for your chosen searches basically overnight. WhiteMountainBusiness.com. Don't want to wait that long? Already have a website that you thought was optimized and doesn't rank anywhere? I can fix that too. Maybe you don't want to wait. Maybe you just want to call me. 928-228-9228. That's 928-228-9228. I've done it for literally thousands and I can do it for you.
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Henneken.
1: Oh, this is John Henneken. I'm sorry. I started to yawn there. I'm having a good time, though. Uh, we have our host, Frank Selby, and we have uh, one of our favorite uh, fishing guides, Guide. fishing guides, Scott Caldwell, and he works out of uh, Shasta Lake, and he was nice enough to take myself uh, and Pat Young and who else was on there? Um, Bob Simmeru, right? Carol Martin. Oh, Carol Martin. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, he took us out on his boat um, just (laughs) a very short time ago. And, you know, she decided to catch fish. Now, um, Scott, when I was fishing with you, you like to use plugs. So if you could give us uh, people that are fishing, uh, well, first of all, it's a beautiful area. The only problem is you can't get here from there. Uh, or get there from well, here. Well, yeah.
10: you know, it's just a ten-hour
1: drive. Yeah, for for me, it is. Yeah, but you can uh, probably the best way to do it is maybe to fly into Medford or uh, Sacramento. Uh,
10: yeah, Medford be your best bet out of Los Angeles. They have on Thursday at least. My wife uh, does it this way when she for business she goes. They have Thursday Sunday nonstops mm-hmm. uh, out of LAX to Medford. They're usually relatively cheap. It's probably, I don't think you could drive
8: for that cheap.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you get, in some beautiful territory. But even oh, from Medford down, that would be beautiful country. That area is just so impressive. So well, they impressive. don't call
10: it God's country for uh, for for that reason.
2: Yeah, that's
1: true. But there's so. How
2: many days a week do you guide now this time of year?
10: Uh, you know any day that anybody wants to fish that's how many i do but are, so are like this week i've been i've been on the water for four straight days yeah, i'm right. actually on lake Siskiyou as we speak <laughs>
1: right now hey do you have any guests do, do, do you have any guests on the boat that want to say hi on the radio
10: i actually uh, just dropped my client off he uh, okay. he left i'm actually doing a i'm doing a little friday research at this moment right now
1: uh, right in other words you're fishing
10: <laughs> <laughs> i am I, I'm I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> but I resemble that remark. I don't yeah.
2: regret it at
1: all. Well, and again, I've said it many times. Is it that's when right. Is it when you're in a beautiful area that's nice and lush and green, there's a reason for that.
10: Well, you know, the sun is out. I'm in shorts and a T-shirt. It feels like Santa Barbara. Well, dang. So, you know,
1: man, uh, I missed it. You can't complain right now. Dang. Yeah. Anyway, but it is beautiful country, absolutely incredible there. And it's not just the city of Mount Shasta, or Shasta, what is it, Lake Shasta. Mount Shasta.
2: Yeah. But, uh,
1: but it is, the whole area there um, is just at some incredible, incredible mountains and streams and and views and wildlife, and it's just an incredible area to visit. So if you've got any thinking about doing something like that or if you've gotten a motorhome and you're coming from Connecticut to visit the west coast, that's got one of the things you got to put on the list
8: No
10: doubt
1: Okay um, Well, I don't know if we don't have much time left but uh, uh, you did mention that you tend to use plugs but you also use other things. People that are fishing in your area or south of you, uh, do you have any you know quick tips?
10: Sure, sure I mean, most trout fishermen tried and true use some sort of dodger. i I've been using seps dodgers for many years. Oh I mean if you want to catch if you want to catch a fish at, in a lake, I mean you really can't go wrong using a seps dodger uh, you know anywhere from a six inches to eighteen inches a leader. Oh. Thread on a whole night crawler, yeah. put on a little worm, yep. or put on a little fly. Uh, uh, yeah, a quick, a
1: quick, tip: the line, all about a mile an yeah, hour. You, the, the, you really
10: can't do no wrong the, with that. The
1: line behind the and dodger, you I'm want to it doing short I've been that for probably
10: action. twenty years, okay. and you know that's
1: huh, I never one way I've that.
10: caught a lot of fish over the years.
1: Wow, I never thought about that because you got to get attracted to them. Uh, anyway, uh,
10: how did we I'm, get in touch with him?
1: Good idea. Scott, website. Yes, sir. Website, quick, quick.
10: CaldwellFishing.com. That's very easy.
1: Caldwell Our Fishing. Guide
10: Service. Look it up on, uh, okay. on the internet. It's Scott, it's not Scott
1: Caldwell. Ours. Caldwell. Caldwell Guide. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio.